0: What's up guys welcome on into fantasy intervention oh man oh man do we have an episode for you i'm actually running a little bit behind to be honest with you because the more that i dove into this this episode or this actual dfs matchup the more interested i got into it and although it's not going to be a great football game overall and it's not something that we're clamoring over or drooling over you know and excited to to watch this game the dfs man the dfs for this is awesome And we can make some serious, serious money tonight. But before we do, before we do go out there and try and play this DFS lineup or give you guys my picks for this DFS, I need to give a huge shout out to our brand new sponsor Statement Games. StatementGames.com. You go on there, you sign up. It literally takes two seconds. You don't need a credit card. You know, you don't need any kind of, I guess, uh, special information or anything. It's like two clicks and you're signed up. It's that simple. You don't got to pay for anything. It's completely free. And what you're going to do is you're going to go in and you're going to see my logo right next to the Chiefs and the Patriots game. Now, you got to go to that game. If you support the show, you got to go to the Patriots and the Chiefs game and go play that game. It literally takes two seconds to sign up. And what it is is prop bets. You know, the over-unders for, uh, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes thrown for 300 yards. I don't know if that's the exact number, but that's, that's pretty much what you're looking at. So you go in, you sign up StatementGames.com. It's completely free. Right, And this week, this week for my contest, the first place person is actually going to get $50 cash sent straight to them. Well, I think he's going to write a check. But either way, you're going to get 50 bucks if you get first place. And guess what? This is my first contest. So we're not going to have all that many people in there. It Literally, it takes two seconds to sign up. Guys, go sign up the Chiefs and the Patriots game and go place 10 prop bets. It doesn't cost you anything. It's completely free. Once again, that's StatementGames.com. Oh yeah. Get excited. So let's go ahead and dive into this guys. Um, I actually did have to redo this episode over again because I realized that I was not using my correct my correct uh, mic. So it's not a really spotty. So I'm going to try and get through this the best that I possibly can. Now, injuries are piling up for the Broncos. We're seeing it on offense. We're seeing it on defense. You know, we're seeing it even on special teams. Uh, they just put Tackle Elijah Wilkinson on IR. Obviously you have Cortland Sutton out, Gerrell Casey's out. It's it's bad. But the big one over here is Wilkinson. He was not only he was not only starting because Juwan James was actually out. He was placed on IR, right? So now this is their backup that's getting put on IR as well. So they're down to their third string free agent signing Damar Dotson. He's coming in to help. Can it get any worse? Like, for real? I don't know. It's, it's pretty bad. I mean, the offensive line has given up 13 sacks and 29 quarterback hits in the past two games, which is absolutely brutal. But can it get any worse? It might. It might. It might. I don't know. Man, the Jets defense, though, the Jets defense, they're decent up against the pass to an extent. I can't believe I'm saying that the Jets allowed the least amount of adjusted yards per target with 5.8, but they actually allowed the eighth most yards after the catch with 377. That resulted in them allowing the 11th most net yards gained per attempt, which probably was a result of them missing 47 tackles over their first three weeks. In other words, they're messing up. They're messing up, and you can see some big, big-time plays from the running back position, from the tight end position, and even from the slot-wide receiver. So, guess who I like this week? Guess who I like this week? He's probably my favorite play on the whole slate. He's definitely up there. Guess who I like? That's right, Jerry motherfucking Judy, right? I think he's going to slap slap, pool over the Brian Pool in man coverage the entire game. I don't think it's going to be close. I mean... Teams have completed 11 out of the 13 attempts with pool and man coverage. It's crazy. Teams are taking advantage of the slot wide receiver up against the Jets. Judy only has 16 of his 134 snaps outside. He's actually in the slot for all the rest of those snaps. Now, Jesus had some issues with drops. He's only had 13, you know, receptions so far and 24 targets. But check this out. He's 17th in yards after the catch on only 13 targets. That's crazy. He is 12th in the NFL in yards of separation per target. So like I said, I'm expecting him to spank Brian Poole. I really am, guys. Like, I think it's a smash play. I mean, they're going to focus on trying to defend up against uh, Noah Fant and, of course, the run game. But Jerry Judy, man, he's priced perfectly. He's not too high. He's not too low. He's, I believe he's slightly below Noah Fant. I, I think that Jer- Jerry Judy is going to smash. I really do. And yes, yes, that means that Ripians a play as well. You know, a lot of times I don't say, you know, I say, hey, try and not play the quarterback in as many, you know, I guess, captain spots out there. But I think Rippian could actually have a game. I don't think there's a clear-cut chalk player this week. So I think that playing Rippian could actually work out for you. I think that he should have very low ownership in that captain spot or in that bonus spot, VIP, MVP, whatever you want to call it. Now, looking at the slate, I noticed that they're actually outpricing guys compared to their normal like output uh this week right so like we saw patrick obviously get priced up with the Cortland sutton injury but these guys are assuming that these players are actually going to score a lot more points than what they've been producing previously so with patrick i don't think he's out of my range but I'm not going to be playing him in every single lineup. Like he's going to be more of like a dash than he is like a a main ingredient. Uh, Desir on the outside has been an absolute monster so far this season. And yes, that's a guy for the jets being actually really good. Uh, Mainly because they keep on targeting, you know, that slot receiver, like we talked about previously, but either way, Desir has been nasty. He's been really, really good. He's been one of the best corners so far in the year. And then Austin on the other side has been actually pretty solid. He hasn't allowed a touchdown yet. Now, Patrick is primarily, Tim Patrick's primarily the receiver on the outside. He lined up on the outside 50 times on the left and 40, or 40, 50 times on the right and 46 times on the left. So I think he's going to be kind of moved into both spots. So I don't think trying to, you know, figure out if he's going to be seen to seer or Austin is going to be beneficial. So the metrics and the measurements don't really, you know, come in, come into play. For this matchup and i just see yeah, i don't think that patrick's going to be getting a ton a ton of looks instead of patrick i'd actually consider pivoting to hamler bradley mcdougall has not been good at all so far this year the jets have allowed seven receptions of 20 plus yards that's crazy seven receptions of 20 plus yards McDougal was credited with four of those. He was in coverage on four of those seven receptions. It's not really a surprise either to me. I mean, he ran a 4 40 and is not athletic in any other metrics. He's, he's not. If the offensive line can give Hamler like three seconds, just give him three seconds, and, and Ripien can actually be somewhat accurate, like somewhat, like hit him on a broadside of a barn type thing. I mean, we could see Hamler walking out of here with two touchdowns on like three catches and 100 yards, which I mean, that's going to be a lot for this game. So I like playing Hamler and I think he might be worth a, a captain play, you know, for a few different lineups as well. Now on the other side of things for the, for the jets defense, we have Marcus may who's been terrible, terrible for exactly opposite. Like instead of giving up big plays, they actually pick on him a ton in the red zone. Stathead has the stat excuse me, has him in coverage for six of the 21 red zone passing attempts up against the jets so far this season. That's like 35% of the time. That's, that's crazy. It looks like he, he pretty much takes the, the tight end in most of these coverages, but he did see some coverages up against running backs and some up against bigger, more physical wide receivers. You know, we don't have that this week, right? We don't have that this week. So I'm assuming that he's going to be covering Noah Fant. I, I, I think that Noah Fant could smash this. I really do. I mean, he's allowed, what, six receptions for 49 yards, but two of those were actually four-yard touchdown receptions up against, I believe it was Jordan Reed. So, if we take away those two, right, that means that he had four receptions for 49 yards. That's over, I'm sorry, 41 yards. So, that's a little bit over 10 yards allowed per reception. And Noah Fant's just going to smash this. He's going to smash this. Uh, Marcus May is is not physically gifted enough to stop Noah Fant. And although I think that they could have, you know, double coverage on them from time to time, bracket the linebacker underneath with the safety over top, I still think that Noah Fant eats, man. I really do. This Jets defense is not good. You know, we talked about how they already have 47 missed tackles so far this year. Oh man, that's bad. That's bad. I think that Noah Fant, who is actually the king of breaking tackles and the king of actually outrunning, you know, defensive backs, especially safeties, is going to smash this week. Now if we look at the other tight ends, Nick Vinette and Albert O, Oquibunum, they're off the table for me. Uh, I might plug butt. <laughs> Get it? Plug butt. I'm <laughs> um, so dumb. All right, I, I think that that you know butt could fit into a couple of my lineups, maybe like one. Uh, he did see one target in the goal line at Tennessee. But honestly, that's only gonna happen if my roster's super like top heavy and I wanna play a cheaper guy, but that's not gonna be the case. And a lot of these a lot of these different uh, rosters that I ended up putting out there, lineups that I ended up putting out there. And there's a side note, right? I'm not going to have too many shares of Hamilton. Hamilton's, for me, just isn't a play. He only saw twelve snaps last week, and I mean, he could see you know some relief of Jerry Judy and get a few snaps in the slot. You know maybe he gets a touchdown, but honestly, I'm probably going to stick off of Ham- Hamilton this week, just not into it. Uh, the running backs get tricky, though. The running backs for Denver get tricky because you have Gordon over there smashing faces. Smashing faces, right? No, I'm just kidding. I, I, man, it's, Gordon's just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get, I don't understand what's going on over there. You have Melvin Gordon rushing for like three yards a carry, right? You get Freeman a shot in week two and he averages five yards per carry up against the Steelers, who are actually really good on four carries. Then the next week, you only give him two carries. It like just, just doesn't make sense. Freeman is literally the perfect back for the wide zone run scheme. He's getting no love. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, he's getting the snaps. You know, Melvin Gordon saw 20 or Melvin Gordon saw 39 snaps last week. Royce Freeman did get to see 24. So they brought him in, but he's primarily being used to to block, you know, up against the the pass rush. So it's disappointing. It's like promising and damning all at the same time because he's on the field. So he might get the opportunity and that's a perfect like tournament tournament play type guy. But when he's being used to run block swaps, so you just wish that volume would be there. And you're gonna need a big play. You're gonna need him to, you know, have a 20-yard run for a touchdown for him to actually be worth it. So, you know, you gotta ask yourself, is he going to do that? I don't know if that's the case. Uh, I am interested in Freeman. I I not as interested in Gordon, although I mean it, it really depends if free if Lindsay's out. If Lindsay's out, I'll have a couple shares of Freeman. Gordon, I'll probably have a handful. Like You know, I'm not going to have them in every single lineup, but the Jets, they're getting gashed by the running back position, but they're they're facing like the 49ers and stuff. So that's a whole different situation. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. On DraftKings... Melvin Gordon is the most expensive player. So like I said, I'll have him in a couple lineups. I'll probably have him in like five or six, but he's not going to be in every single one of my lineups. Now I do want to give a huge shout out to my Patreon account. Uh, My Patreon account is growing significantly. Uh, I know Jamie has been a big piece of that. So big shout out to Jamie as well. Uh, Thank you guys who are all supporting the show, supporting me. Go to patreon.com slash fantasy intervention. Once again, that's patreon.com slash fantasy intervention. Once again, patreon.com slash fantasy intervention go join our circle guys every single time there's a game on i put out three lineups which you guys can can check out and actually get to play your own your own stuff i I normally suggest you guys play my base you guys could play my actual lineup that i put up there i don't care i know kenny does it all the freaking time you know we've had to split shares and and actually had to move over DraftKings this year because i made too much money on on fanduel last year and i'm not a guy that has you know, $2 million behind me that that backs me to play 150 lineups per contest. So I had to move over to DraftKings, but I know that Kenny used to play my exact lineup and we used to have to split the pot so many different times, so many different times, but it's all good. It's all good. I put it out there for you guys. But what I recommend is that you guys use my base lineup and then alternate it in a way that you guys would actually see the game strip going. So that way you guys can have, you know, something different and, you know, potentially win big. You know, I have a contrarian lineup, which is a lineup where not as many people will be playing. You know, I have a lineup where uh, it's a tournament play and then I have a cash game play because I think that you should always balance out your tournament plays with your cash game plays because it's a lot easier to win money in cash games, it's just not as, as thrilling. You know, you're not getting the, the excitement from it. So guys, go to patreon.com slash fantasy intervention and go join our circle. It's two bucks a month. You know, it's 50 cents a week. You guys can afford that, right? Right? Question mark. Anyways. Onto the Jets side. We are popping over to the Jets. There are so many questions on this side. There's so many questions. It's brutal. But, but I will say, there's one thing that is not a question. Definitely not a question. Jarrell Casey being out. That is a huge, huge blow. Huge blow to the Denver Broncos. The guy that relieved him was Deshaun Williams. I spent a while looking into Deshaun Williams and I really couldn't find anything on him. He's an undrafted free agent that played a, a few games for Cincinnati in 2016. He was in the training camp for the Denver Broncos in 2019. The only reason why he wasn't uh, you know, a practice squad player was because he got activated when Draymond Jones had a PCL injury. Yeah, it's not good. This guy is not a you know, regular NFL player. Dude, they could get gashed this week. It's bad. The the Broncos just allowed Connor, right? James Connor, who runs in a similar style offense to get 106 yards and a touchdown on 16 carries. Derrick Henry got 111 on him, right? Ronald Jones kind of face planted, but the whole world knew that they were going to run the ball because they were winning the entire game. It's not good. It's not good. Now, my biggest question, once we actually circle back over the questions, is Adam Gase going to force Kalen Balazs down our throats or what? I mean, if it's the last thing that he does, Kalen Balazs will be a thing right? I mean, he had 19 snaps. He had, what, like seven touches, I believed? Two runs for eight yards, if I remember correctly, and then five catches for 44 in the air. Oh, that's actually a good stat line, right? Five catches for 44. Yeah, and two and eight on the ground. I mean, that's how he should be used, to be honest with you. Like, he's not a grinder. He's a burner. Get him in space, right? Just have him outrun everybody. Man, like, like this guy's not a guy that you want just jamming the ball up the middle. He's going to end up hitting a wall and he's not going to push the pocket. But if you get him in space and let him outrun those linebackers, let him outrun those safeties, dude, he could actually be successful. He has a great physical profile. He just, he just isn't, you know, isn't that type of, of, you know, I guess the typical, you know, grinder type running back. And that's how he's getting used in Miami behind a very, very bad offensive line. This so offensive line's a little better, right? It, it could, you know, it could be better, but it's, it's improved. I mean, get him in space. He's gone. So I kind of actually like Kalen Balazs as a tournament throw, right? Up until we realized that, that you know, Adam Gase is going to use him in the way that he used him last week, which is the right way to use him. And then we all just, you know, say, oh, Adam Gase fucked us again, Right. Either way, I'll have a couple shares of them. Uh, he's not going to overwhelm my lineups, but you know, probably a good twenty percent of my lineups will will have Kalen Balaj in there. Uh, P. Ryan will probably be right behind him, with like ten percent of my lineups, maybe one, two, three, so, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, it really depends on how the you know the salary is is working out and how much space I have. But yeah, Denver's D line is just not good, man. Uh, for for cash games, I really, really, really like Gore. Uh, for tournaments, eh. Not so much. I don't know. I mean, you've got to play him in a couple lineups and tournaments, of course, right? Because there's always a chance that he comes away with, you know, three touchdowns on like 30 yards. And he he looked decent last week. He didn't look great, but he looked decent last week. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there is some good news for the Denver Broncos in this matchup. And that's that their offense, right? The Jets offense uh, looks just as beat up as the Denver's defense. I mean, both tackles are questionable. Uh, Fant missed last week with a concussion. You know, could it be Bradley Chubb time? He hasn't had a sack yet, but could it be Bradley Chubb time? I don't know. I don't know. Check the injury report, guys. Uh, This recording was done yesterday. So, you know, by the time you guys are listening to it, it was done on Wednesday. So do check the injury report because I don't love Darnold all that much if his guys are out. But I mean, the Broncos gave up some points to the quarterback. My bigger concern uh, outside the offensive line is the fact that all three quarterbacks in their games had at least 38 passing attempts and Darnold hasn't seen more than 35 and he's been trailing in every game. So he should have to pass more. So, man, I, I, I believe there's secondaries intact for the Denver Broncos. So Sam Darnold here just makes it extremely tough to sit there and be like, oh, I love Sam Darnold. I got to lay it on line. But his, if his offensive line is healthy, I'll invest, you know, decently into him. His accuracy actually has the fourth best uh, completion percentage with a clean pocket. And with all the injuries, like we talked about to the Denver Broncos front seven, they might be able to increase that protection rate, considering the fact that Darnold's like 33rd out of 34 qualifying quarterbacks in protection rate. So, yeah, I'm hoping, hoping, question mark, that both of those offensive tackles are in. But yeah, I mean, Chubb just hasn't looked good. And honestly, the Broncos as a whole, with all their guys healthy, have only pressured the quarterback on 19.5% of the snaps, which is good for 22nd in the NFL. So, yeah, my my verdict is if the offensive line is healthy, if they got their guys going in there, then I'm playing a lot more Sam Darnold than I would if he if their two tackles are out. Um, If his O-line plays, yeah, yeah, that's where we're going. Uh, Crowder scares me a little bit. All right. Where is he going to to be lining up? I mean, he's normally the slot like 95% of the time. Braxton Berrios came in over the past two weeks and actually looked really serviceable, right? So is Braxton Berrios going to be taking over those those slot snaps? Uh, it's, It's a big time question for me, especially since the Broncos are actually pretty good, pretty good up against the slot receiver. So I think I'm going to be playing a good amount of shares of Crowder. Uh, Callahan and those two safeties back there have not been great. They've given up 10 plays of 10 yards or more. And, and the crazier part about that was that two of the three were actually really, you know, low scoring games. And yeah, so they're getting big plays at a very high rate compared to, you know, what most of their teams are doing. Uh, the other game that they had, it, it was average. So they didn't have a shootout. You didn't see a ton of downfield targets, but yet when they did, they were completed. So, yeah, I'm playing Crowder. I'm a little bit nervous, you know, that that he doesn't get, you know, as many snaps in the slot. But I kind of like Barrios as a, like a sneaky type play. It, it's going to be Barrios. It's going to be Hogan. Or it's going to be Malone, you know, lining up on the outside in the majority of the snaps, I believe. So if Hogan's healthy, he's worth some shots. Um, if if he's healthy, I play with probably like one line up with Josh Malone just in case. Uh, but if Hogan is out, I'm going to have a lot more lineups with Josh Malone. He produced pretty well two weeks ago. He's got some insane speed. I think he runs like a four, four 40, but he's going to be that downfield, you know, target. And yeah, like we just talked about those safeties, just give up a ton, of, ton of big plays along with Bryce Callahan. Uh, as for Herndon, you know, I just mentioned Simmons and Jackson, obviously the two safeties. They've allowed both over a 99 passer rating when targeted. They have been really bad so far this year. Uh, Herndon has a little bit over five targets per game so far this year, and he hasn't really produced at a very high level. But two of the three weeks, he played Indian one week, right? And they're number one up against the tight end so far this year. And then they played San Francisco, who's number two up against the tight end. This week, he should have a lot better matchup up against a team that gave nine receptions on 11 targets for 97 yards to the tight end last, we- or, yeah, last week. And then they gave up two t- touchdowns in week one to the tight end. Um, Herndon's probably up there with Jerry Judy as one of my favorite plays of the ju- or on the week you know, for the slate. And he's probably my favorite play overall on the Jets side of things. I'll have a lot of shares of Herndon. And guess what? You can go double tight end stack with the Noah Fant and the, of course, Herndon Corollary. So, guys, sorry I had to rush through this. You know, I wanted to make sure I got this out to you guys a little bit quicker. Make sure you guys go check us out at Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot e slash Fantasy Intervention to find your platform to listen to us. Once again, that's linktr.ee dot slash Fantasy Intervention. Make sure you guys hit like, hit subscribe, go follow us on Patreon, and go join our circle. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you for letting me intervene with your fantasy football life. I'm out. That's how you bang a podcast.